here's some clothes and a gun and a you're good to go <laughs> like at that point just draft alabama right like they're way more prepared for this <laughs> Welcome to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Javier Ortiz. What is up, my nerds? And Ian Anderson. Some shit. We appreciate your help growing the podcast. Go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button. Tell a friend about us. Check out our website, whatsourverdict.com, where you can listen to all of our episodes. Sign up for our newsletter. Pick up some sweet merch. Uh, interact with us and let it listen to our What's Our Verdict TV episodes as well. The question we always ask is if you ever find yourself wondering if you should spend the time, money, or both on a movie. To help with that question, each week we put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. Today we're reviewing The Tomorrow War. It was released July 2nd, 2021. It was written by Zach Dean. It was directed by Chris McKay. It stars Chris Pratt, Yvonne Strahovski, Betty Gilpin, Ryan Kira Armstrong, Edwin Hodge, Sam Richardson, and J.K. Simmons. A family man is drafted to fight in a future war where the fate of a humanity relies on his ability to confront the past. If you haven't seen this film and you want to avoid spoilers, first of all, go YouTube. What's our verdict? Check out our spoiler free review, which is up and available now to see if you even want to watch this film. If you do and you want to avoid spoilers, go watch it now. Pause, come back and pick up with us where you left off because we're going to spoil the shit out of this thing. So as we were talking about that, I was saying that I didn't find this very unique because all I saw was like similarities from other movies that I love. So I want to talk about a few of them. I got I wrote them down as I was watching this every time I pop up and I'm like, God, that feels like I'm watching another movie so the first one i thought of was edge of tomorrow and two reasons because there's like some time travel elements even though it's very different but the aliens very much reminded me of edge of tomorrow oh the little tentacle tentacles and the way that they move really fast and they kind of roll around and use their tentacles to fly that's what it they i was like "Mm, that kind of feels similar the other one i thought about is independence day Right out the gate, I thought this has a very similar vibe to Got to Save the World based on Alien Invasion. And they had like the burning cityscapes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And and then obviously Alien, and this one comes in more at the end when they walk into, big spoiler here, into the spaceship at the end. Like it felt very visually alien, the Aliens franchise to me, where Mm. they would walk into their ship or whatnot with the alien in it. And then I thought of Terminator, the way that they kind of pop into the time travel thing had a very Terminator vibe to it. Like the whole electric ball where they drop in all kind of naked and shit in those movies. And then lastly, I thought of Starship Troopers. Like I couldn't help but think of like the bugs and the I think I've seen that never-ending ammo so it was yeah it was kind of interesting to watch those are some i thought of so i i can skip that then i can skip the 400 round mags that their m4s have yeah (laughs) i seriously was laughing the whole movie every time chris pratt would just hold the trigger down and never stop firing i was like oh javier's gonna have some words about this one what's so frustrating is like you could do that there's drum mags Right, sure. that, like hold a shit ton of ammo. Like you could get away. Like all you have to do is make minor tweaks with these guns, and you could convince me that you have four hundred rounds of ammo. Yeah, but they don't. But they don't. <laughs> and, and it's even worse because, like, with this one, when they're preparing to go, and he's showing that scientist guy Charlie, he's mm-hmm. showing him how to, you know, put the magazine in. Yeah, I was like, you blatantly show me that he's got like a twenty-five round magazine. Right, exactly. Boat. Hold it in front of the camera. I'm like, okay, yeah. he's got he's got thirty rounds. Exactly. And and, and I, I like, I almost, I can't remember a time when I see someone change bags. 
Like, uh, I don't see anyone reload. Certainly didn't in that hallway fight. Like, no. He no. just was holding down and it was just going. And then he just randomly drops the gun to his shoulder strap and pulls out his sidearm. And I'm like, which was kind of cool. It was really cool. <laughs> but at the same time, like, why? That should have been done like 19 times. You know what my thought was? <laughs> Let's see how many rounds this handgun has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they only ever fired off like five. Yeah, out of the you had like six shots in a Glock. And I'm like, there's a huge discrepancy in, in, in gun ammo here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, those are the, like the elements of other movies that I started to see playing into the writing of this movie. Now, I don't want anyone to, like, I don't think that diminishes the fun that this movie can be at times because it doesn't it just like you were saying in the spoiler free here, there's a there's a blatant familiarity to a lot of parts of this movie mm -hmm. and that's well, those are the movies that i kept coming up with the impression that i kept getting was this would have made a really good video game like this feels like a video oh, yeah. story yeah. it's ridiculous enough out. that in a video game setting you'd be like this is awesome yeah, yeah. Well, but not so much like in a, a movie especially like a survival style like you know you drop you in a level and then it's just like these waves of enemies coming through yeah you just get because yeah. like and then they get bigger and crazier and harder so yeah i mean i could see that the other Should have been gears of war exactly yeah what one thing about this movie that i liked was they don't immediately show you the monsters true and i i kind of dig that like a quiet place does that Mm -hmm. yeah. for the first half of the first movie and that gets me like every yeah. time when there's a thing that i should be terrified of and i don't i don't know what it looks like for some reason like that makes it way worse so i thought they did a really good job and they didn't drag it on for that much for for that long it was i don't know 20 minutes right of from when you could actually see one of those things to when they show you so yeah. it wasn't super long but I, I i thought that added a nice little suspense level to it yeah in the beginning at least well, and I like two things about it. I like the look of these creatures, too. Like, they're pretty... When you do finally see them, they're pretty intimidating. Just yeah, they're enough. freaky looking, dude. <laughs> yeah, and, like, their mouths are pretty... I, I didn't love the way they first introduced them, like, with that really faraway shot through the scope that was backwards and blurry. Yeah. You see, like, the whole... Like, the wave of, like, five soldiers get knocked down with, like, their spikes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you see them start eating them from a distance, and you're kind of really struggling to see what it was. I was like, ah, I don't love that, but I get why they did it. But mm -hmm. when you first see them up close, I was like, oh, shit, these things are pretty, they're pretty intimidating. Now, the problem I did have is they show these things swarming, and they're pretty much invincible other than their throat and their belly. And yet, a lot of these guys get a lot of time to have some downtime and just kind of take a breath and not do much. I'm like, these seem to me like the type of creature that aren't going to give you that kind of downtime. Yeah, like like when they were driving the jeep on the beach, and then they call him. She shoots off a flare, and then a helicopter shows up. I'm like, this is a lot of noise, a lot yeah. of drawing attention to yourself. These things run as fast as jeeps. So, I mean, they could just be like right in that those woods. I, I agreed with that. I was like, man, there's a lot of downtime for for a war that we're losing against the aliens. Well, well let let me jump into the end here too, not to spoil too much right out the gate, but the time where he's talking to Ivan Strahovski's character when they're sitting there on that oil rig, the changed up oil rig, there's a fire burning behind them that's got to be hotter than balls and they're like maybe a hundred feet from this thing and they're just, you know, ignoring it, having a conversation together. And there's aliens all over the place on this thing, but none are there until the very end. How do those things swim? Cause like you got like a mass, large mass of, I don't know. I was kind of confused yeah. about a lot of things. Like, was there only one female? And if so, how did she have that many kids? 
that was my question too, because I thought that they referenced females yeah. and that they, they took one so they could figure out how to destroy all the females. And maybe that's the case in the future, that there are multiple females, but back in the past, there was only one. It started with one. Yeah. Which is the one that okay. they had. Gotcha. Gotcha. I think that's the assumption that I made, but I was so confused and I was more confused by, so this movie felt like you, most movies have three acts in it. You have the first act that introduces you to the characters and story. And then you have the second act, which is like the meat of the exposition and the action. And mm-hmm. then you have the final act, which is the, how you close this thing out. That's the structure of majority should, of movies. Should I know exactly where those are? run together to the point that you're like oh now i'm into the second act or you just you're like whoa this movie's ending like that's how i know i love the movies when i get to the end and i'm like oh fuck it's over i didn't even realize i was into the third act you know what i mean so this one like you said javier it's like oh welcome to the second act ladies and gentlemen oh welcome to the third act ladies and gentlemen so it was very choppy the way that it was put together yeah so end of act one i was like oh is this is this movie coming to an end? Did I like this movie so much and I didn't realize I spent two hours watching this? And I, I literally hit pause to see like where it is. I'm a third of the way through. I'm like, what else are we going to do? Like, what else is there? It was interesting writing to say the least because there are parts that I loved, but man, there was some weird shit going on. Can we talk about the, the first of the movie, their strategy for how they're going to win this thing? Because I feel like taking like hundreds of thousands of people and just giving them a gun and zipping them over there. Like you'd have better luck if you put people into a cannon and just shot them at the white spot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hundred percent true. You'd have a better job building a wall of dead people around your base. <laughs> Seriously. Well, though. And I think where they failed at that part is they briefly mention you go through this really quick expository section where it talks about they showed up. We sent people back in time or forward in time to fight this war. It didn't go well. So now we implement a draft. What they should have shown was like, in my opinion, they show, okay, here, these people show up and the transition from act one to act two, instead of this big expository section is show them sending the world's current military to the future and then show me a scene where they go to fight and then we just see you don't even have to show me the the aliens at at that point just show me like burning beaches and and land of just dead soldiers actual soldiers then that shows me while now we're pulling sending civilians yeah or show me that those that scene where only 20 percent of the troops come back and they're all mangled yeah, that would right? work I'd too. be like, oh, damn, like these are trained troops and they are in bad shape, right? Yeah. Like, I totally agree. There are, there are a handful of ways you could do that. They don't have to stray that far from what they were already doing. In fact, it would have made it probably a 10 minute less movie because that was a five minute exposition on what the hell happened that I was just, just show me. I don't can need we, to hear about it. Can we talk about the logistics of this? So they say that they jumped the military over. The military gets just, bitch slapped by these things and then they mention only 50 percent of military personnel can jump right so then we have to start bringing in civilians and then when they are in their seven day basic training uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> there was um, no training. they were like just here's some clothes and a gun and a gun to go <laughs> 
like at that point just draft Alabama, right? Like they're way more prepared for this. <laughs> but then they're like piecing together. They only send people who have died at that point in the future. So like, I'm a little confused. Is, is that the criteria? And if so, are you telling me that only 50% or, or I don't know how to word this, but 50% of our military is like dead in 30 years from now. Um, and I'm, I'm losing myself on this question. I'm, I'm, my no, question I, is confused. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. And, and yes, and you're yes and no. So when they first, that's the problem with the way that they went through this exposition. And it was so complex. This is why I feel like it needed to be a television series because what they were saying is, is when they first sent the military, only half of them qualified because at that point in time, when they first showed up and we sent our military, only half were dead, which we don't find out was part of. They just say only half were qualified. Well, what does that mean? We don't find that out until Chris Pratt gets drafted. Then they, they explain like, the criteria. That's a huge number. You're telling me 30 years from now, 50% of the military is dead? Sure. But, I mean, you got to take into account – you have people that are probably close to retiring that were career military you got some old age. Nah, I don't know back. the demographics of the Plus, military. That mili- just seemed high to me. Sure. Right? No, I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, but yeah, that's where they come from. So only half of them were available. But yeah, that's what they're saying is half were going to be dead prior to 30 years from now. So they qualify or that time. Mm-hmm. And then the seven days that they messed up because they Chris Pratt's group gets pulled early. They only got mm-hmm. one day, right. which they didn't do a very good job of explaining they just everything kind of freaked out and there's an alarm going off and we're sending your ass and dropping you to your death because we can't even control our time machine at this point. So we're going to drop you onto a fucking building pool. I Yeah, that was the weirdest fucking shit. That's the PUBG yeah. comment that Ian had. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to lie. Okay, now if I'm in charge of the future military and it's looking like things are like the fecal matter is hitting the rotating oscillator here, then then why isn't it, let's send as much information about these things back and be working on the science 30 years from now or 30 years before? Or why don't you take all these new people that can jump back, boost your population, and then be ready to fight them when they come? So... I just thought the way they went about like the, like you pretty much were just feeding them because only 30% of people mm-hmm. were coming back. So you're, you're making the problem worse by sending more people there. So it was just weird. I, yeah, it was interesting idea. Yeah. But, like we don't even talk about the idea of sending information back until the end of the movie. Yeah. Like, yep. and he's got the, the, what is it? The toxin or. Yeah. Well, he's helping her with it. And she explains when they, showed up and gives dates and shit like that. And I'm sitting here going, and I had that question before. I'm like, you're misusing your resources because you showed up, you knew when they showed up. Why don't you tell people so that we can start preparing for the actual future instead of the future yeah. sending people to, because again, you can research because that's all it took. In fact, it took a fucking 
junior high kid to say, oh, that's over here at this volcano. <laughs> Which, that's what I texted you guys. I'm like, do they not know any real volcano experts? We got to go to a dude in, in, in his junior year of high school. They had to keep that shit low key, man. We couldn't let the government know what they were doing because they would have shut that shit down. Remember? I oh, mean, I, it just seemed like the, the government didn't care. Like, I honestly think they could have done whatever they wanted and the government would have just been like, OK, well, fuck you guys. So on, yeah, and honestly, yeah, you know, around what time they show up. So yeah. you just you let the world know you point every nuke at Russia and just be like, sorry, guys. But the moment we see these things, we are blanketing Russia and radiation and just hoping for the best. Serious. Yeah. Yeah, there were so oh. many things that didn't make sense. That part reminded me of um, uh, what is that Batman movie with Bane, where he's like running with the football as he's blowing up the stadium. When the dude oh, with the soccer yeah. ball is running and they like freaking apparate. I was like, oh, this reminds me of of Batman. <laughs> I also thought it was weird, like the technology or lack thereof. Right, so we can time travel, but we have to spend all night putting like DNA in like a little oscillator thing to figure out like a toxin that bonds with it. I'm like, okay. Like, I mean, I just confused because I feel like we have that now. Like that that if that technology didn't get better in 30 it by the time we learned how to time travel. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. That it just the the science of it all makes no sense. Because they also talk about the time travel piece where we and I like yeah, <laughs> I like the conversation of we send you forward seven days and, or you know for seven days and so the timelines are constantly moving forward. There's never mm. where so I liked that explanation, but we don't then, get to pick where in time or yeah when in time we send you. Yes, exactly. The, we send you forward to this date. And you have seven days, so everything's moving forward. But then my question becomes, okay, so let's just jump into this whole thing about his daughter, which was the most, like, I saw that coming before we ever even talked about time so travel. I'm a, I'm embarrassed, man. I, I did it. I don't know why. <laughs> as soon as that happened, I'm like, I should have seen this coming. It's it's 30 years. Of course she's still around, right? Like, I don't, I don't know why I was so shocked. It was embarrassing. Yeah. I was disappointed like, in myself. Yeah, well, and I had never seen, like, I, I watched one trailer for this movie. It was like the initial trailer, which didn't show much or talk much about the movie. But I knew that Yvonne Strahovski was in it because I really enjoy her. And so I was sitting there going, okay, she's going to, as soon as I watched the movie and he had a daughter, I was like, oh, that she's going to play his daughter in the future. So it was like one of those things that called in. My big problem is, is, so we have this moment on the beach where we're, you know, we get that downtime for there's no aliens. And she's telling him, you left, you didn't come back, you came back and then you left. And I'm like, wait a minute. So the timelines keep moving forward, but now we're talking about shit that happened. Mm hmm. So he's got to go back and change it. Oh, fuck. Now we're fucking with weird time travel shit again, which I'm okay. I love time travel movies to a certain degree. But I was like, so if you can change things, why are we still focusing on this future war instead of going back and changing shit? Thank you. In the past. Why yeah. did it take this one guy when the world's almost so over years into us sending people into the future to go, hey, I have an idea. <laughs> So there's kind of like two modes of thinking in sci-fi time travel, right? Like one is you go back in time and you do something and it affects future events, usually for the worst, for some yeah. reason, right? Yeah. Like so for some reason you like squish a bug and it's like dystopian future. 
but it's it's never you come back you squish a bug and it's like utopian like wow you you've solved world hunger somehow <laughs> uh anyway that doesn't make for a good story no or it's a different time stream right like you do something and that future still exists but what you changed now there's a different there's like an alternate reality right yeah they don't explain which one this is. No, right? yeah. So like the whole time you're thinking, okay, past events affect future events. And so he's like, I'm going to go back. We're going to mass produce this toxin, but then I'm coming back here and I'm going to save you and this world. I'm like, no, 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 you're doing that. Try to keep up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing that by going back in time yeah. <laughs> and mass producing this time. This won't exist. Like yeah. don't come back here because this world's not going to, like, I don't think that's going to work. And so I was like so confused by that sentiment unless yeah. we're, we're supposed to assume that he's opening, he's like creating a different parallel reality. And so he's like, I'll do that. I'll create like a better future for the world. But in you're, this you timeline. in this timeline, I'm going to come back and I'm going to save this timeline with you as well. Yeah. But they, never, they don't explain like which is which. Mm-mm. So I'm like left a little confused about that. I know. Well, and then on top of it, so the whole time that's happening, I was like getting excited because I'm thinking, oh, this is going to have a really fucked up ending because he talks about the fact she tells him you left, you got divorced, Mm -hmm. you left me. And I, you know, she's got all this resentment, which is understandable, especially considering the father he was beforehand. And I'm like, oh, fuck, this dude's going to watch his daughter die in the future, come back and lose himself and his relationship with his daughter, trying to figure out how to save her in the future. Mm-hmm. What a cool fucking way to end this That's movie. That's what I thought, yeah. And then it comes back and it goes into the third act and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, that one really got away from us character <laughs> yeah. development wise, didn't it? Like, <laughs> no, don't do yeah. that. I, I actually thought that was the catalyst for him being so removed. Yeah. So I thought like, it doesn't matter that he knows what his future is. like emotionally he can't handle what he just went through and it was going to happen anyway and i was like wow that would have been a really interesting like thought process right Did, yeah. didn't happen that way <laughs> like it would have been a very depressing ending sure but i wanted that so much or the other thing that i thought and a part of it was because he had just right before this he had had this conversation with his dad jk simmons where he went to get help to run from the government and his dad said when i came back from vietnam it was safer for me to not be around you and so i thought that he would have this realization that chris pratt's character would come back and go she's this tough thing she's the future like she's the one that's going to figure out how to save the future but she can't be that if I'm around. So he has to leave in order mm. to fulfill the prophecy of her becoming the person that she is, this colonel that's this badass and figuring out how to save the future. And I'm like, what a disgusting choice to have to make for him to say, I can be the man I am and stay. And But what risk do I run of ruining the future by not? And so he automatically pulls himself out. So I'm thinking one of and, these two And that endings, would mean that they would have had to fail in the toxin. Correct. Group, right? Yeah. Like it, like they can't figure it out or it breaks or he loses it or like something happens. And so he has to make, ooh, that would have been so yeah. frustrating. And oh. the boss, so, and then at this point, it, so when the attack started happening on, and I was thinking that all the way through, they were, she tells him this and then they're working on the toxin, trying to rebuild that relationship. That's what I was thinking is he was going to go back and go, she has to become this person. So I can't be around. Mm-hmm. And so he chooses to leave and, and everything be shitty. And then it get the base gets attacked. And that's when I thought, oh, he's going to go back 
and what having watched her die is going to make it so that he can't be around her emotionally. They didn't go either mm-hmm. of those routes that they set up to go. They went this, I'm yeah. going to save the fucking world by being some weird ass hero. And I was like, Oh, you just missed two really cool, really heartbreaking storylines because if she had lived and the base doesn't get attacked and he goes back and you know, the thing gets broken. Now he's got to make her who she is or it attacks and it's all fucked up when he goes back. I'm like, Oh my God, this could have been so cool. And then I don't yeah. know what the hell they were thinking with that ending. <laughs> so act <laughs> like three, that. there's like so many questions, like so many just like points in that where I'm just like, why? Right? Yeah. Like, they go back and they're like, yo, I went back in time. I have a toxin from the future. Yeah. That can stop these things. And the government's like, nah, everything's nah, fucked. We're done. We're <laughs> I'm like, we were just time traveling five minutes ago. And this is the craziest thing you've heard today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, not to mention you're willing to send your future in essence to die for the future, but you're not willing to work on something that's not going to kill anyone. Yeah. For send Christ 20 sake, people to Russia. That's it. <laughs> In yes, fact, follow the same criteria. They're going to be dead in two weeks. You can figure that out. We've learned that, right? You know whether or not they live. Find somebody that's dead in a couple of weeks. Send their dumb asses to go find yeah. this spaceship. You're not out anything at that point. You're following your same rules. And if they do happen to find it, let's not rely on them to set some C4 in a spaceship and blow it up. Let's drop everything yeah. on this spaceship. Absolutely. I don't know. C4 has gotten... Maybe no. that got a lot better. Yeah, that is future. Yeah, that is like like uh, like diehard C four. That's diehard C four on steroids. <laughs> this guy's got one stick, and the sh- that's the biggest fuck. It left a crater. Dude, they blow C four craters, and then they blow more C four. <laughs> And it freaking nukes the country. Like, like, there's no more Siberia after what they did to that ship. The ragtag group that he gets, I was dying laughing when we came up with Conspiracy Santa, because that was like Oh, and I oh man, I was struggling too because they so yeah, he brings the the toxin thing back to the earth, right? And they like make this plan to go to Russia. And it cuts to his dad. And I just wanted to see it cut to him and hear him say, uh, we know a thing or two because we've seen seen a thing or two and we covered it. <laughs> State Farm. <laughs> like, this could have been the best State Farm commercial ever. No shit. Uh, oh, that would have been beautiful. That That's been like the, the John Wick line where he's like, guns, lots of guns, which is like a Matrix line. That would have yeah. been a great crossover. It would have been. Uh, That's a crossover I didn't know that I needed, Ian. Yep. Right? <laughs> right. Are they, they have farmers. Yeah. We know a thing or two because we've, we've seen a thing or two. That's funny <laughs> shit. <laughs> Can we talk about J.K. Simmons for a minute? Because the man's 66 years old and he, he looks like... Cut. He, dude was ripped. <laughs> and I knew he got ripped for Justice League to play... Uh, Who? He was... The, uh, fuck. Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, he he played oh, Commissioner. He got, he got for that for that because he was supposed to do like three movies. There was going to be the Batman movie with Ben Affleck after Justice League that got shut down. Mm. That then became what's his face's Batman movie. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, he got ripped for that, and apparently he stayed ripped because fuck, yeah, dude, he is cut in this movie. What do we see him in? Just like a like a wife beater tank top, right? Yeah, at the first. <laughs> yeah, dude, so he like, is. Fuck. Fuck. 
Yeah, that dude's and, 66 years old. He beat some ass. That dude was ripped. It's crazy. Yeah. He looked real good. I yeah. liked watching him on screen. I, I forget how much I like watching him until I see him. Like, yeah, yeah I, I, I love him. J.K. Simmons. He's one and of I th- my favorite. I think that's what I mean when I'm like, Chris Pratt wasn't the best actor because I think J.K. Simmons, I think, might have been the best actor for me. <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, and I will say this. So I love Chris Pratt. And I said in the spoiler free, this movie showed me that he could care. Look, they hired up for Chris Pratt. And part of it's because he was a producer, executive producer of the movie. But he car- he's so charismatic and funny and can play serious roles. And he's just so likable that you can't help but watch him and enjoy him in that part. He was a little weird at times, but I liked him in this movie, but he wasn't the best actor. J.K. Simmons completely outacted him. Yvonne Strahovski put in a hell of a performance, and I love her. I've known her since Chuck back in, like, 2002. Mm-hmm. Like, she's been – I've watched her for a while. I'm glad she's catching up. And then she's been in this uh, – Netflix series two that I can't think of the name of the handmaid's tale. She's been in that, which she's done an amazing job in that. I don't even like that show, but she kills it. So I was really happy to see her and she acted the shit out of this movie, which was really cool. But I will say another thing that I struggled. It's probably the last thing I want to say, but we'll tell you, I'm sure you guys got some other things. I know there's some questions out there, but man, this movie, I did not enjoy. I'm a huge fan of comedic relief. Like, I think a lot of serious movies need that on occasion. Mm-hmm. This one, it felt so forced to me. Like, that character of Charlie was so over the top. Like, he had a couple of good moments that I really liked. But most of the time, every time he was on screen, I'm like, oh, shut the fuck up. Like, it, I didn't enjoy him. And I didn't enjoy... I wanted this movie to be rated R. Mm-hmm. And I wanted... Because I, it had violence. I even asked Casey, I was like, was this PG-13? Because there was some incredibly brutal violence in this movie. Mm-hmm which surprised me, take that, leave that, and then get rid of the comedy and make this movie just so fucking tense. Because they had movies and parts where it was so tense that I was like, oh, shit, this is uncomfortable tense. Mm -hmm. These monsters are pretty scary. Leave that shit. Make it R-rated. Take it up a notch. Leave out the comic relief. Let Chris Pratt be your comic relief. You know, And then move forward. I thought that they were going to use that as – as like a pivoting point from like, oh, this is like, we don't know really what we're doing, what to expect into a serious movie, right? Because you get to the point where they get back after the second act, right? And Charlie is there, but he's like, not there, right? And he's like, oh, Charlie, you're back or whatever. I thought they were going to break Charlie, right? Into like, he's not funny anymore. Like he's broken, but they didn't, right? Because in the next scene, he's just like this jolly old dude in a lab. And so I agree. I'm like, I thought it was going to pay off in that way. And it it didn't. No. Well, especially where they set it up to, you know, only 30% come back and anybody that comes back is like broken, Mm -hmm. doesn't talk about it. Nobody really knows what goes on there. Uh, kind of a thing so they like leaned into that part but then when all these guys come back they're all like the same self that they were so i thought that was kind of and speaking of r-rated they used the f-word once and out of all the places they could have used it they use it in the lab with dorian saying like he didn't want to do something scientific or something like that right <laughs> i feel like you could have found a better place like maybe towards the end when you finally kill this female mm-hmm. or like charlie would he Cuts it down with the saw, like an FU there or something. But I thought it was funny, their choice of F word for the PG-13. Yeah. PG-13's never put him in the right place. No. Like, 
That's always very rarely. Place. There's one that's hanging right on the tip of my brain that I was thinking of that I was like, well, that was a perfect use of the F word in your PG-13, but I don't remember what it was. It'll come to me in like a week and then we'll talk uh, about it. Was it, um, was it um, the, the, the creepy, the road rage one where she's like, here's your fucking courtesy tap. That, is that the one you're thinking of? <laughs> no, that one wasn't bad either. <laughs> so there was a, uh, yeah, there was one that I, they dropped it and I'm like, oh, that was perfect. But this one could have been better. Like I, with, especially with Chris Pratt in it, like you could have had it be like the comic relief part, like a quick comic relief where, like you said, Javier, they have, he's making jokes and everybody's rolling. Then they actually drop him in and like something happens and you just, he could have been like, fuck me. Like, and it would have mm-hmm. forced you to laugh uncomfortably because now, and that would have been a great transition from, because I see what you're saying. And I actually like that idea of have him be funny as hell or over the top funny until they get there. And then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this is no joke anymore. Yeah, this and there's nothing funny. to laugh about. Yeah. There's nothing to make jokes about. And then that transition be the, oh, fuck me or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I think that would have been great. But I do think that they forced the comedy way too much Yeah. after, because when it was serious, it was super serious. Yeah. It's like pick a lane, pick one. Yeah. What do you want to do? To Ian's point, like no one talks about it, right? When they get back, except for these characters. I've never been to war, so I don't know if I can really speak to this accurately, but I feel like I would tell everyone. I'd be like, ah, <laughs> uh, there's like these freaking big old white tentacle dog things. They're terrifying, and you don't want to go over there. It sucks. I just, yeah, no, like, I'm with people you. People not talk about it. I feel like human on human war is a little different. Like, I don't want to talk about that, but I think human on alien war, I'm coming back going, you don't want to fucking go. <laughs> run nah just get the fuck out of here yeah, Let let's just wait 30 years let's yeah. just pretend this isn't happening <laughs> knock that shit off and when you get there because if you do go just remember they're big giant fuck like you said they're big giant dogs with tentacles that shoot fucking spikes they don't call them white spikes because they're spiky they call them white spikes because that <laughs> shit will kill you <laughs> but they are also spiky so. yeah <laughs> 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 oh, and all those bullets you have in this never-ending clip, they're not going to do shit because they have a hide that does Which, bulletproof. I, we didn't talk about this, right? And armor-piercing rounds exist. Right. So, <laughs> is that, is that, did we try them and those also didn't work? So we're like, ah, let's just end up with regular. Murray or popped up on that 50 cal and just blows them all away. Yeah. So yeah. why didn't they have more of those? No yeah, shit. Yeah. You put an A-10 in there, little bird. There you good. <laughs> I, I'm like, they're not cheap, but also like we really unloaded, you know, so this war is expensive as is. So, yeah, I don't know. I think my last thing I want to say about this is they're they're figuring out where these aliens are come from or where they came from. And they're like, they're just like they're aliens. Right. And, yeah. and they're like, oh, that's because they've been here the whole time. And I thought they were going to pull like a like a freaking like center earth type thing. Like, oh my gosh, aliens have been in the ice cap this whole time. And we had no idea. I was actually a little bit disappointed with the spaceship idea. And then they're like, oh, they're transporting its cargo. Like, like I felt like that storyline was like kind of forced, like getting away. If they had just told me these things were frozen in ice from the dawn of time, I would have thought like, that's crazy, right? Like I would have thought that was really cool. So I think it was the first time I was disappointed that to see an alien shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and they made the aliens fly in this thing look really weird. Like they looked almost like reptilian or something. Uh huh. And then, yeah, like you said, they're just like these giant, it's like, oh, here we're landing on it. So did they follow these aliens orders 
well, like, could they communicate with these beasts? Because, like, yeah. I'm sitting here going, because they said something about it. it's like a planet clearing cargo, like weapon, right? And I'm like, okay, that's a cool idea. Yeah. But how do they rein those fucking things back in? Yeah, and then what? Yeah, you just exactly. Wait until they all die. Like yeah. start it. Like what's what's the next couple of steps here? Because this is really difficult to deal with. It seems like. Yeah. I feel like they eat themselves to extinction. Because could man, be three, three years, right? I think they yeah. said three years. All those things popped up. Yeah, I was three years. How, how they go from a spaceship full to three years that many grown adults, but. Also, three years back, plus, and there's only 500,000 people left on the earth, she said at some point. Yeah. Going back to the swimming thing, do they swim from Russia to the to the United States? I guess so. Apparently. Wow. Yeah, they didn't really explain how those things spread the very well. Absolute stamina and cardio of these things. <laughs> I will say that's one thing I like kind of comparing this because they kind of reminded me of Quiet Place aliens a little bit. Um, just like with being kind of super armored and can't kind of put them down very easy. But something I liked about Quiet Place that I think this could have done a little bit more with is like just leaving things out. Like we don't know how they got here. We don't know. Like you, like almost like Javier said, like if they're just encased in ice and they've been here forever, like that would kind of, I feel like almost yield to the story a little better than trying to make these like, oh, there's a spaceship. Were they here to kill the planet or were they just transporting? Mm -hmm. So I had one more point that I want to bring up that I was just sitting here thinking about as we were talking that bothered me because we were talking about the fact that they go over to Russia and they're fighting these things. And the, the big, ugly female that he's run into in the future gets free. And J.K. Simmons, like, first of all, like three times they ignore each other to save each other between these two guys. Right. So Chris mm -hmm. Pratt and, and J.K. Simmons, these father and son duo. And these things, the small males we see earlier, like a couple of them knock a full out going full speed. Humvee, yeah. For a loop, knocks it over. But Chris Pratt can jump and tackle this big ass queen like it. And it stops moving forward. I was like, mm -hmm. hold on. When did he become Dom? Like <laughs> yeah. he comes out of nowhere too. He's just like, yeah. yeah. And he grabs it and it just rolls onto the ground. I'm like, no, nah, hold on. Mm -hmm. This thing's twice the size of the ones that knocked a Humvee. Like it was a toy car and you know he else? just tackles it. I had an issue with that scene too, because you don't find out that they can smell blood until Chris Pratt is in, is in the future. And yeah. then his dad like cuts his hand. I'm like, his dad shouldn't know this. Yeah. Right, because this isn't common knowledge because yeah. no one knew until we were in the future. Yeah, they kept everything secret. Right. So I'm like, okay, well, there goes that story. I thought the same thing. That was so dumb. Like, yeah. dude, that queen tore off her arm, though. I was like, that, oh, is, yeah, that, was, that was awesome. Well, and then it was trying to like eat it, like scratch its own face off at yeah. the end when they when he slams it in its teeth. I um, was like, no wonder why this is the dominant species. These things go hard. Yeah, man, I wouldn't cut my own arm off. That's why this whole thing bothered me. I'm like, how did they get downtime to have conversations with these fucking things? Yeah, these things are nuts. Yeah, these things do not quit, man. Yeah, this movie should have been much more frightening than it was and yeah. more intense. But anyway, we got us ready to rate this thing. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. All right, I'm gonna kick it off. It's been a while since I've started with this. I'm kind of like you, Javier. I probably enjoyed this movie more than I should have. And I think part of that was because of F9. I think the other part is is the second act of this movie is quite enjoyable. It's intense, it's got some serious 
you know, consequences that you feel like could happen. So until you learn that those consequences aren't going to happen, it's pretty intense. It's pretty serious. The action's really fun. Surprisingly, most of the CGI is good, especially the up close, the monsters. The Except part I did Chris have... Pratt jumping on the monster. Yeah, no shit. That was terrible. <laughs> well, there was some like with the big scale stuff too, like where they were blowing up cities and lands and shit that was yeah. really bad because of the seeming was really bad. You could tell where they were cutting scenes of CGI together. So it looked horrible. But the actual up close, like the monsters looked great. They were scary looking. I enjoyed, like I said, the second act. The first act, I was kind of like, what are we doing here? The second act, I was like, oh, God, this is crazy. Up until the point that Chris Pratt goes back to our current time. And then the movie lost me. It, it There was no consequences. We went into pure unadulterated, no consequence superhero movie where he's going to save the world no matter what we do. And I just didn't like that. I felt like this movie could have been fantastic if they'd left with the dark notes, take out a lot of the comedy, have a repercussive ending like what we talked about with either Chris, the future being set in stone, so he has to go back to make sure his daughter becomes who she needs to be, or watching his daughter die doesn't allow him to overcome what he feels like he should be able to and stay with his family. So I feel like there were just, this could have been a fantastic movie. Instead, it's uh, kind of almost average. I'm going to give it a two because when I did have fun, I had a fuck ton of fun. When I didn't, I really didn't. So I can't make it an average movie. I'm going to give it a two. I don't think I would actively seek out this movie, but I think there are parts of it that if it was on, I wouldn't turn it off, but I wouldn't, actively go watch this movie there are more most of the movies that it reminded me of i'd go watch before i would watch this movie so yeah yeah two for me javier what about you buddy yeah i i i agree i think the third act kind of seems like a fan fiction alternative ending (laughs) (laughs) it seems like the ending that you put in because the original ending was too depressing right like it, it just didn't seal the deal super well I'm going to give this a two and a half, though, because I had fun. The action was fun. Like, if you can suspend your belief a little bit and just not think too much about time travel or guns or ammo or really anything (laughs) concrete in reality, this movie's a lot of fun. So two and a half, I'd watch it again. I mean, not anytime soon, but yeah, I'd watch it again. I have no qualms with that. Fair enough. Ian? I I don't think I have too much more to add. It was... I found like this movie is one of those that's fun to talk about because I think all of us after watching it before the podcast said like there's there's a lot to talk about with this movie, whether that's really engaging action scenes, whether that's stuff that didn't make a lick of sense or whether that was like really almost I was kind of surprised how emotional the the bit between him and his daughter was like where that felt like an ending to me and it was kind of hard to go back into that third act but i was surprised how emotional that was for her him to see his daughter die and then go back into um and see her as this little girl so it had like some really great parts but put together it's yeah it's it's something it's something (laughs) but um i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with a two i had more fun than i thought i would but it's still just so many glaring like stuff that i don't know 
like i said uh, yeah you guys get what i'm saying <laughs> yeah very disjointed movie. i i really get uh, what you're saying yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I even get that i even get that lack of ability to express what you're trying to say like, I yeah completely understand that. They'll, they'll come up with a word for it in 30 years yeah <laughs> but they won't send it back and tell us anything about it so <laughs> right yeah very disjointed movie but had some very enjoyable parts i like that yeah, there it is. Two, two, and a two and a half. So right around an average movie, maybe a little bit below. But it was fun to watch anyway. And it was fun to talk about for sure, because there's lots to talk about. So with that, check us out on social media. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at What's Our Verdict. We always list out a good quick review that Ian writes. They're really awesome synopsis of the film and what we thought about it to break down what we talk about. But we appreciate you joining in for that. Go to our website, whatsoverdict.com, pick up some merch, check out our episodes there, uh, interact with us, leave us a comment on what you thought of the movie. We always like hearing about what everybody likes to think about the movies and then have those conversations break out. So we appreciate you tuning in. Reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Next week, Black Ooh. Widow. <laughs> Javier has fundamental issues with Marvel, so we'll get to hear about those, but we'll try to talk him out. Why don't we just review this movie now? Scarlett Johansson, she did fine. The villain was, eh, the CGI was okay. I really liked how she lost the original conflict and then became better and then came back and won the second conflict. Boom, we're done. We don't even have to do this next week. (laughs) Well, Javier, you can skip it if you want because we are going to have a special (laughs) guest show up with us. So be prepared for that too. I'm not sure how I feel about offending someone I don't know, but I mean, if they're okay with it. (laughs) We'll see how it goes. Uh, So yeah, tune in next week for Black Widow Review and we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye now. Cinemagic out.